0: Hello and welcome back to Happy Place. I told you it wouldn't be long, didn't I? And my goodness, I am so, so excited about this series. A brand new series just for you. Now, this is the show where I, Fern Cotton, investigate the minds of some fascinating people to discover what gets them to their own personal happy place. And we kick off season five... Oh my goodness, I cannot believe how time has flown by. We're at season five already with, get ready, the one and only Jada Pinkett Smith. One day,
1: you just have to mature emotionally Mm. and handle your own feelings. Mm. Cradle your own broken heart. Mm. Wipe away your own tears, collect your own smiles. You can't expect people to do that for you.
0: I mean, I have been literally buzzing with excitement to share this episode with you. I haven't told anyone. It's been a secret. Um, I've been absolutely bursting to tell someone. And now you know. Of course, Jada is an actor, a singer and a songwriter, a mother and wife to Will Smith. And you know what? She was an absolute joy to speak to. And you're going to get so much out of this chat, I promise. Consider your life changed. Right, now, here's the show. Ada, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've been so excited to meet you. Oh, wow. I went down a rabbit hole of Red Table Talk <laughs> when I first found out about the show. I think I did seven in my first sitting wow. because you can't stop watching it. It's so compelling. The subject matters that you're discussing, the way that you discuss them, and it's just the rawness of it I, fa- I found completely compelling and addictive. Oh. And it's really a beautiful setup having you, your mum, and your daughter there with three, at times, very varying opinions on subjects. Were you quite surprised at those reactions and those differing opinions when you were discussing certain things?
1: No, I mean, that, that was kind of the beauty of the show when I thought about it. I was like, wow, we have three generations of women here. And Gammy and Willow... You know, Willow's real new school. My mother's real old school. And I'm kind of both (laughs) kind of in the middle. Mm. Right. And so I I thought that that would make for really interesting conversations um, at the table between uh, a family of women from those
0: different generations. I love Gammy. Yeah, she's a trip. She is a brilliant. Yes. I was like, can I pull off a blonde pixie crop in my hair with my new haircut? Exactly. She's just I love I love her. It's such a beautiful show. What I instantly was shocked about was your I guess your full throttle courage to just say what you believe about any subject. Yeah. And I think that's completely refreshing as we don't get fed much truth these days, you know, from social media to just of the media, we get a lot of very filtered information coming our way. And I love the fact that you three or whoever you have on as a guest, you are just being insanely honest. Has that always been something that you've prided yourself on that you, you like to be honest? Or is this show kind of you know sort of I don't know steered you in that direction a little more
1: it's it's definitely steered me in that direction a little more as far as um being that way so publicly um of course in my life you know I've tried very hard to live as authentically as possible you know sometimes we don't even know when we're not living authentically this show has really I wanted to create a safe space where I myself could be more transparent and more authentic and that for my family and for other people. Because I, I do believe that, you know, in this in this particular day and age, we just there's no safe space really to be your authentic self. And I think that the more true and the more authentic we can be, the more free we feel. And that is really my quest for this next half of my life is just to be free you know Um, and then to offer uh, other people that step towards that journey because you know freedom is a journey (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) and it takes courage I think you have to be you have to be courageous but you also have to be vulnerable you have to be in a vulnerable space to be willing to step and, you know, like one of the episodes that really resonated with me was the motherhood one. Yeah. You're a mother, you're a stepmother, I'm a mother, I'm a stepmother. And that doesn't get talked about very At often. All. There's yeah. no books. There's no books on how to yeah. be a stepmother out there. Yeah. And I, like you, as a stepmother first, yeah. then a mum. There's no information out there about that. No. So it was really refreshing to hear you talk about that. And also, I just loved that you were like, I'm going to step even closer and let's get Will's ex-wife to the table and we're going to talk. I thought that was just an amazing thing to watch. How did you feel going into that episode? I really loved it and I thought it
1: was um, about time. I knew that hearing, I I felt like hearing both sides was really important to really understand how to navigate uh, through a relationship like that. And um, I was just so thankful that she was willing to come to the table. And, um, you know, we'd come through so much already. I mean, that conversation, there's layers even to that. There's Mm. even more to talk about, Mm. you know, in regards to that. But, you know, for her as well to have the courage and the vulnerability to... um, speak her truth and I, I just felt like that was a that that's probably one of my my favorite shows is because you're right nobody talks about it and right. surely to be in one space where you can see two women in that circumstance talk about it together and it's uh, not rare anymore it's not like no! a rarity there's
0: <laughs> blended families all over the, the place. place do you know what I mean yes it's
1: really people are nervous to talk about and it very nervous because their families involved, there's children involved yeah. you don't want to, you know, and the thing you don't want to blow anything up, right? right and so I think the thing with Rhea and I is that um, Trey's an adult Yeah, <laughs> we've been through, like, we've been we've wrecked it, we've put it back together again, <laughs> wrecked pieces of it put it back together again, so we've been through, you know, kind of all those transitions, so we understand very clearly um, what it is so we could really, um Help each other through it. Mm. Yeah.
0: I love how you talk about family in general because what you've done beautifully with, again, the family episode where you're all sat at the table is you've all sat there and admitted your mistakes without shame attached to it and also um, allowing other people to go, oh, thank God, I've done that. I think we all sit there and go, they've got the perfect life, everything's sparkly and amazing and it all goes swimmingly for them. And it's like, at the end of the day, you're a family and you've got family dynamic and stuff going on. And it was, again, highly refreshing to see you discuss those subjects and to say, we make mistakes and then you start again. You don't yeah. have to, you know, be condemned for life or feel awful about things forever. Exactly. And that's where people get so stuck in that shame yeah. and and sort of self loathing from moments like that. So yeah. I I loved that episode. I thought it was just a it was just a really special one. A really special one to watch. Um and I guess another theme that I was really seeing with a lot of the shows is we have all of these things in our lives that are not necessarily everyday or, everyday ordeals. They're mm-hmm. not things that cause us this, like, horrendous pain every day. But, we you know, we have pushed them under the rug or we've, you know, suppressed them. And they cause a lot of tension. And we forget that. And you are having this cathartic process for us all to watch of, well, let's take another one off the list there. <laughs> yeah, does it feel like that, that you're kind of working through stuff on this show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even
1: when I'm not expecting to. You know, um, I remember when we did the show on loss, and literally minutes before we were about to film, I got a call about the death of my girlfriend. And uh, I was like... How ironic is this, you know, that I'm going to be dealing with how I deal with loss in front of the cameras? Because mm. literally I'm, I have to figure out how to be with this while I'm working, you know. And so um, that was a really, really interesting show. Um, so all of them is I, I'm, I'm working things out. I'm working things out while I'm sitting there at that table with those cameras on and it's it's just freeing I think for me really dissolving kind of the idea that people who or myself I won't say people I'll say myself and my family because we live in the public eye that we have perfect lives I think Will and I both were just ready to really be rid of that you know um and and it takes a lot trying to hold an image of perfection or hold an image of like all is well all the
0: time here and I think we were just ready to be human Mm. and you you both talked about that prolifically in that episode because it looked to the outside world like you were at Mm -hmm. one point living that dream you know Mm -hmm. you were with the Obamas and you were on you know huge movie sets and Mm -hmm. your kids were starting their own careers and everyone would make a ton of assumptions about that and it was really lovely to go, wow, look at what they were feeling and thinking <laughs> during that time. It was so different. Yeah. It was it was incredible. Did you go into that episode having any discussion about it before? Or was it just you got to the table and it was fresh? It all just came out? I
1: think Will and I, you know, I, we asked each other. I was just like, you know, is there anything you, you don't want to talk about? Mm. And he's like, no. I love that. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's go. Mm.
0: And you have both um, redefined what marriage means to you at this point in your relationship. And that, again, was a lovely thing to hear. I I wrote an article about my marriage over here a little while ago. How
1: long have you been married?
0: Uh, Five years. Okay, got it. Been together eight. Okay. And... You know, like every other couple, we have arguments yeah. and we have disagreements and there are things that are going on because we have a blended family and there's all sorts of stuff constantly going on. Everyone's got their own agenda. And loads of headlines came from this article about how our marriage was on the rocks and right. we argue all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I was like... That's not what I'm saying. Exactly. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) And I think, you know, regardless of being in the public or not, everybody looks at everyone else and goes, They've got the perfect marriage, they've Mm. got the perfect family life. Yeah. And I, I loved hearing what you had to say about marriage and what what it means to you today.
1: Yeah.
0: Can you can you explain how you look at your relationship differently from back then to how you've redefined it and why it works better for you?
1: You know, I think the the biggest nugget for me is the idea of emotional independence. A lot of times we'll go into, I was talking to Will about this the other day, and it was really a, a trip because we definitely went into the marriage with different ideas of what it was going to be. And I think everybody does that. And you don't really, you think, oh, we're getting married. So everybody thinks it's the same thing. You know the two the two partners that are involved. You're thinking, oh, it's the same thing. We're we're going for the same thing because we're getting married, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> right? And then you 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 go through the marriage and you're wondering how, why there's certain walls you slam into. Well, because unbeknownst to each partner, you're you're in search of different things within the partnership, but you're continuously thinking you're in search of the same thing and you're doing the same thing and now you're in a confusion of why you're running into trouble. Yes. Right? And after being with Will all these years, we're going, this is 22 years for us. Now just realizing, oh my goodness, (laughs) we had two different priorities. Yeah, We were in this for two different reasons. Right? So now it's getting more in alignment. <laughs> you know, us being in agreement of like, oh, okay, this is why we're doing this. Yeah. But then also understanding that while we're in a partnership, there's individual journeys. Mm-hmm. And my individual journey right now is emotional independence. Yeah. And recognizing that, you know, I think also we have incredibly unrealistic emotional expectations of our partners. And that one day, You just have to mature emotionally Mm. and handle your own feelings. Mm. Cradle your own broken heart. Mm. Wipe away your own tears. Collect your own smiles. You can't expect people to do that for
0: you. It's so true. Yeah. And to give each other space. Yes. Which often... It's scary. It's scary. Yeah. People in marriage think, oh, is that a bad sign that things are going downhill? Or outsiders might think, why are they doing their own thing? Yeah. I, I think I've always been a big believer in, I know I'm fine on my own. I like being on my own. Right. I love my husband, but I like being on my own. Yes. I like doing stuff on my own. Yep. Is that a bad thing? And we're reaching that kind of now with. We're by no means like, we've got it sus now, we've redefined it, but certainly we've both gone, it's fine that we do our own thing absolutely, and that we have that space. And then we come together and we're rejuvenated and refreshed and... It's um it's important. It is. Because it is. when you're talking <laughs> when you're talking about being with someone forever, yes. when that's
1: the freaking goal. <laughs> come on now. Like really. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like you know, okay, we're going to do this thing till death do us part. Yeah. Like, man, it takes some real um examining and courage. And
0: do you think constant communication Oh
1: my goodness. Yeah. <sighs> Even when you think you're communicating, you know, it's even that is a journey mm. in learning what communication is. I, I, I believe often we think just because we're talking, we're communicating. Yes. And that's not the case. It's like unless I'm able to transfer my ideas and I can I can get some understanding I can understand you. You can understand me. If we can have understanding, now we've communicated. Mm. If we have, if, if there's no understanding, and there's no clarity, we haven't communicated. Even yeah. if we sat here and talked for two hours. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> do, do, you, do you find this? That's the same with other people in your life. You know, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because um, I'm really shit with boundaries. I really struggle with. I really love this person friend or whoever Um, but of course every relationship needs boundaries but I'm so scared they're going to think oh I don't want to hang out with you because you've said no or this is how I like things that I find very very tricky And and I loved the episode you did with Uh, Gabrielle Union Mm -hmm. when you you reconnected with an acquaintance you hadn't seen for a long time and I'm imagining a bit of that breakdown was due to boundaries and understanding each other understanding lack of
1: communication the whole thing immaturity Mm. (laughs) Mm. you know and um, that was a really healing episode for she and I yeah, that was really healing. I, think, I give her a lot of props. She had a lot of courage to come to that table. What she
0: said was phenomenal as well. I, yeah. I, it took guts to sort of say, look, I used to slag everyone off and yeah. say this person's this, that person's that. I thought that was, I don't, again, I haven't heard many people say that. Yeah. Admit that. We've yeah. all done that. <laughs> yes. We've all done We've that. We've all done it. Yeah, We've, who hasn't had a little gossip? Absolutely. We've all done it. And I think many people listening to this, will have had friendships break down. They will have drifted from people or um, or they'll be having a perfectly nice day and then that little thought pops up, oh, God, if I bump into that person or, oh, I should never have done that. Would you encourage people to try and make those reconnections or to stop fearing them so much?
1: Yeah, I mean, it just depends. You know, I don't believe that all reconnections are necessary. I do believe that sometimes... You know, people come into your life for many seasons or sometimes for one season. It really depends on how heavy it is on you. If it's heavy on you, you know, if it's heavy, you want to figure out how to free yourself of that. Mm. Whatever that looks like, you know. Um, But I don't think just because you're out of communication with someone that that means something's wrong. You know, it really depends on how it's affecting you mm. that I really look at. It's like if it's tight or every time the person's name comes up, it's, you know, this this emotion, this, you know, heavy emotion or what have you. That's a lot to carry. Yeah. You know, and I've just realized even in my life, just really always just trying to figure out how to decrease the weight and really just have the courage to. Um, release myself and find um, whatever's needed for freedom and more peace. I was telling Will the other day, I was like, you know, I used to think that happiness was about pleasure, and it's not. My happiness really is about peace. Mm. I have so many pleasures that have brought me so much chaos and trauma. You know, and I really had to make that distinction, you know, in this journey.
0: Well, it's funny that we often all think happiness is an end goal. Or yeah. something to be attained. and Or even joy or euphoria. And that, I guess, they're moments that are scattered throughout life and they'll just come. Yeah. But for you, it's peace or it could be contentment for someone else, grounding. Yeah. I think for me, it's just feeling okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not being horrible to myself. Yeah. And going, you're a piece of shit or whatever. Just feeling like... Oh, I don't really hate myself today. That's a good starting point. <laughs>
1: that's a great it's, starting well, point. Well, it's
0: better than always reaching for this happiness yeah. and it being a lofty feeling and something that you know is unattainable often it really or we is. try and get it in the wrong way yeah. and it's about that peace and like you say we all carry around these backpacks of crap, uh, you know, that weight. And if you can find ways of reducing that Oh, my God, life is easier. It's
1: so much easier so and so much more pleasant. But
0: it's not easy, is it? It's not. It's not easy reducing that.
1: It's not. You it's have to have route. so much courage. You Indeed. know, the courage I had to have to call
0: oh my Gabrielle. Go, my I can't imagine. And, right, and, call her, and
1: not only call her, but go, would you
0: do it in on camera at the table just because I want women to see? I can't. It was your heart racing. I can't imagine. You know what? I would shit myself doing that. It,
1: was, it wasn't that my heart was racing is so interesting my heart was so deeply open oh i love that you know it was so open and i was i was open for whatever answer yeah yeah, yeah. and it was just a blessing that she was like absolutely Mm. it was a blessing
0: because in that moment again you are vulnerable because you have to be ready for her to possibly say Say, i'm sorry i'm not doing that and be okay be okay how about and that? Okay. And be okay. That's why I think we're all so scared of reaching out to people is rejection. It's the rejection
1: and that that's the courage and mm. and that's where you know the 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 intentions with our own hearts. Yeah. You know, and um that's once again that 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 reliability that emotional independence of not taking anything personally. Yeah. That's It's hard and being respectful of where other people are
0: Mm.
1: and that it really doesn't have anything to do with you Mm. and that it's okay.
0: It's such an important thing to remember. It it really is that if you are on the receiving end of that rejection, like you say, it's what they're going through. Unless you've done something deeply awful that you really haven't been remorseful about. But I think if it is just a breakdown and you're reaching out and it's not reciprocated, then... You can't take it personally. You just yeah. have to know you've done your best, I guess, yeah. and, and go with that.
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: It seems like the, um, well, certainly your mom and daughter are incredibly important to that support network in your life of making you feel peaceful Mm -hmm. would that extend outside of family do you have a, a a network of people that you just need in your life to make you feel okay
1: i don't and a lot of that has to do with going back to really um that emotional independence yeah you know really me being my own best friend and me um really strengthening that connection between myself and my higher power. Mm. And it's not that I don't have people in my life that are supportive and people that I can't go to. And, of course, I'm so grateful for them and in ways that they can be available to me and for me. But at the same time, you know, I've realized that you really have to be careful with the expectations that you put on people because that support group is also going through things Mm. you know and when and when I'm really in the teeth of something I cannot depend on anyone to you know 24 7 picking up the phone like I have to be able to to depend on me and myself and that I can be happy with that that Mm. me having me is the gift you know and that anything else that's added on that Man, it's 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 icing on the cake. Mm. It's icing on the cake. It's extra. Yeah,
0: you that's know? my goal to get. To, I'm not there yet. I think I still go. Oh, I feel really worried. Who can I text? It's yeah. instant. Who can I text? They can make yeah. it go away. They can <laughs> yeah. make it vanish. Who is it? Is it this friend? Is it that? And it's. I guess it's also the difference between offloading and wanting advice you will listen to, not just, I need to offload it quickly. But I think the end goal is that. Yeah. Is going, I'm going to deal with this. You know, if we really need to talk, of course. But I think if you know deep down that you've got the tools to work through something on your own, that is the best place you can get to. It is the best.
1: And it's not easy because when you're... When you're in the teeth of something and you have to sit in that hot Mm. loneliness and that cold loneliness to find that you that can cradle you Mm. and that you that is your guru that has the best advice Mm. for you. Mm. It's not easy.
0: We lose that intuition because we get so bogged down with the exterior yeah people social media what we're being indoctrinated with that we forget that we usually do have the answers yeah and that gut you have feeling do you have ways that you that will help you tune into that intuition
1: just really being still Mm. Uh, that is when i you know when something happens Ooh, I try my best to go just into deep stillness so I can just listen. Listen to what my body's telling. Your body will tell you Mm. everything. You know, if an answer comes up in your mind and your gut just starts to get sick, that ain't the right answer. Yeah. If an answer comes into your mind and your heart starts to open. All right, now we're on the right track, okay. Right? Mm. And so it's really just being able to um listen to yourself but your body will tell you exactly and it's just about us being able to learn the messaging that our bodies will give us because there are certain feelings that will come about that you go oh I'm feeling this so that must mean that mm-hmm. and you go into that thing and you go oh no it did, that didn't turn out to feel as good as yeah. the messaging was to my physical body so what is that now telling mm-hmm. me you know what I mean? It's so it's complex. It is complex and specifically for women. It, yeah, I know. We're like these beautiful antennas. Mm. We can take in so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? all emotion, isn't it? It's yeah. constantly
0: and, and, you know, with how our bodies work yeah. and, and it's just a constant visceral experience Yes, that often, again, gets um, foggy because we're always in a rush or uh, we're eating in a way we shouldn't or whatever it is that we're sort of numbing that. We're constantly trying to numb. And what you said is interesting a moment ago that um, you've got to sit in it and often we desperately want to escape that feeling. If it's loneliness, anger, confusion, fear, big one for me. How can I... How can I escape it? Can I uh, can I run away from it? Can I eat out of it? Can I, you know, drink uh, out of a it? Drink. Yeah. Can I hurt myself? Self. Whatever it is, no. can I be stressed and cause everyone else pain? And to sit in it is really hard. It but is. it's the best way. It is excruciating, mm. but it is the
1: best way. You mm. know, and it's just getting that courage to be able to do it. It is, it is hard. It is Mm. so, so hard, but I've realized that in my life, in those moments when I'm able to do it, the outcome is far better than me reacting or me, you know, all the things that your little rager or, you know, the little fear monster will tell you to do. Mm. Call that person right now and just freaking go off, you know, and
0: now your rage is destroyed so much
1: within a few words.
0: Have you um, got a certain emotion that keeps coming up in recording these episodes, a more familiar response to things or something that you lean into more often?
1: I wouldn't say that keep coming up in regards to the recording, but I will say that in my life right now, the thing that I'm dealing with most is rage. And I think that, you know, and it has everything to do with the clearing, right? And so you have sorrow deep 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 sorrow that then gets um gets kind of walled in by anger and that anger gone on check turns into rage and i think that a lot of people are extremely rageful which is why we see so much things happening in the world that i never considered myself a rageful person and so um now just kind of all the emotion that is dealing with some of the more deeper hurts now having to deal with the anger that kind of hid that sorrow and then mm. that anger that turned into rage. Yeah. Right. And so it is really to the surface. So now I have to be really vigilant. So vigilant. I mean, this particular part of my life, I have to be far more still than I've ever had to be before yeah. just to, manage myself until I can dissolve you know that emotion
2: mm,
0: you it's, know. it's interesting because often just below anger is something else like you were just saying uh, yeah. uh, fear mine's always fear, I, I I get angry about things and then I go a little bit deeper and I go, that's oh, because I'm scared Yeah, it's because I'm really scared yep. about something I'm scared that they're going to do this or they're not going to like me or they're going to take something from me so it it's anger. Yeah. And then you have to I guess work out how you channel that anger. What do you do with it? Yep. Do you turn it into passion and do something? Yep. Become an activist in an area or <laughs> you know, how do you, what do you do? Do you have any ways or is that still something that you're you're currently processing
1: well part of my process right now is i go into nature and i'm i'm a real golf fanatic right now really I'm a really golf fanatic and i like the other day i had some feelings come up i just went out and played 18 holes by myself i love that and when i tell you when i was done in the four hours of playing golf out On that beautiful golf course and hitting balls.
0: She's hitting those balls so hard. Yes, I'm hitting the balls hard. She's smashing those balls into the next golf course. Yes, (laughs)
1: exactly. And then my mind is directed in a certain direction. And now I'm in present
0: time. Yeah. And all is well. Well that's it because we're thinking about something that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Always. Exactly, exactly. It either hasn't happened yet or it already happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not now. It's not now. No. So when I get into
1: present time, mm. I'm always good. Yeah. It's when I'm sitting in my problem is I sit in the past. Right. There are people that either go to the future and linger there. That's me. And I sit in the, You're past, in the past. Right. And then that's me. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's me having to uproot myself and get into present time Mm. and to really then look at it again. The power of now. The power
0: of now and just how you get there. Yeah, Um, You have a family that are insanely busy (laughs) constantly. So at any one time, one of you is probably in a different continent doing something that you probably don't even know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) With your kids in mind, how do you not feel ridiculously stressed about that. Um it's funny.
1: Sometimes I'll get I'll only get stressed if something happens. Yeah. Like with Jaden when he was on his Australian trip, um, he was out with Post Malone and he got sick and went to the hospital. And I was like I'm on a fucking
2: plane. Yeah.
0: He's the other side of the planet.
1: Yes. I was like, I don't care. I don't know what's going on. Mm. I'm on a plane. I was like, get me. As soon as he called me, literally five minutes, I was like, get me on a plane. Yeah. And I flew out there and, you know, I got there and he was fine. Um, But I just, in this particular time, you know, better safe than sorry. Yeah. That's the only time I worry if there's a health issue or if there's something... You know they're having a difficult time. Yeah. Other than that, as long as they're happy, I'm good. Mm. I know they know how to take care of themselves. Um, I know that they're team. They have great teams that they travel with, and they're adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. And I think about where I was. Let's see. Willow's 18. Jaden's 21. I think about what I've survived, and I think about how the higher power has looked over me, and has brought me through things that I had no business surviving at all. And I go, if I could
0: survive that, they're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're not in half the mess. (laughs) It requires so much letting go, uh, watching them turn into adults. My stepson's about to turn 18, and I'm watching my husband go through that process of, he's driving a car, and I'm not with him, and he's got a job. And it's you have to just let go and surrender to it, I guess, don't you? There's nothing you can do. There's
1: nothing you can do. Our kids have to turn into adults. And at the end of the day... I learned a long time ago that they don't belong to me anyway. Mm. You know, I really had to... There have been so many things along the way that I've had to process and letting go in regards to them, you know, and really hand them over in a certain manner. Mm-hmm. And I still continue to do that. Yeah. You know, it's still hard. You still... That mama bear still yeah, yeah, know, yeah, comes up. But for the most part, you know, I, I really trust that they're that they're really good. Mm.
0: Like yeah. you said at the start, you and and why you've structured the show as you have. You've got your mum who's more of an old school vibe and then you've got your new school <laughs> kids and you're in the middle. But do you think how your mum brought you up has informed in any way how you raise your children? Oh god, yes. Yeah.
1: My mother for different reasons, yeah, <laughs> had a lot of freedom. Yeah. A lot of freedom. So I was able to form my sense of self at a very early age, which prepared me for when, you know, it was time for me to go to L.A. by myself when I was about 18 years old. I I had no problem navigating (laughs) Los Angeles Mm. and this industry because of uh, the freedom I had to navigate the streets of Baltimore, you know. And, you know, people can, my mother will look back or people can look at that and go, oh, you know, it's unfortunate that you had to, you know, grow up like that. No, it actually wasn't because the higher power knew what I needed in order to be prepared to what was to come. Right. But what I learned from that was to uh, allow my children a certain amount of freedom to find themselves Early, Mm. So that when they're out in the world at 18, when they're out in the world at 20, 21, I have nothing to worry about because they've been making decisions for themselves, even underneath my roof. I was just in the background. You know, it's almost like, you know, when you go to the bowling alley and they put the little bumpers up on each side just Mm. to make sure that the ball doesn't go in the gutter. As a parent, that's all Will and I did. It's just like we're here, you know. It's like if you, if you, we're gonna make sure you don't kill yourself, mm. <laughs> do everything we yeah. can.
0: Yeah. And other than that, figure it out. Mm. This, I'm I'm full of admiration. I think it's a tricky, tricky. It's deeply line tricky. To, you know, know where you're at, and if you're because, like you say, you're you're their main guiding light mm-hmm. in life, and you want to protect them, but with that crazy balance of but do what you need to do and i guess because you were um allowed a sense of liberation from a young age you've been able to access that perhaps a little easier that you understand the importance of it i understand,
1: and the necessity of it you know and that they had to grow up to learn to be their own opinion leaders Mm. They have to be their own opinion leaders, yeah. and that's bitten me in the ass quite a few times. Really? They don't listen to Jack. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd rather have that yeah. than an individual, a child that has no idea of how to yeah. navigate their life, mm, is mm. too afraid to make decisions for themselves and... They don't understand how to build something for themselves or build a life or what have you. Mm. Because that's the generation we grew up in. We were latchkey kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had to figure out how we were going to eat. We had to figure out how we are going to get home from school, get to school. Our parents were there, but they were like, hey, figure it out. Your I got never knew where I was. Right. She didn't have a bloody clue. <laughs> exactly. She had, honestly had no idea where I was. The, our parents hardly knew where we were right. most of the time. You know, we didn't have cell phones. We had we had pay phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so we had to figure it out. Yeah. And I think now sometimes we can be a little too precious. With our children, you know, I love the way I grew up, you Mm. know, and I love that I had to I had to make really difficult decisions at very at a very early age, because guess what, that's life. Now, my kids didn't have to make difficult decisions in that way, as far as life and death, you know, but. You know, they had their own struggles in regard. You know, Willow decided she no longer wanted to do with my hair and she wasn't doing Annie. And she's not. I'm not doing none of this stuff that you guys want me to do. I'm Mm -hmm. done. But for her to stand up to her parents and literally go, I'm finished as a child. That's big. That's that's big stuff, especially when your mother and your father is Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we are quite. The two of us together, that's quite an energy to, to stand up against. So how did you react to that at first? There was there, What do you say? What do you I say? Know, I you don't have say a anything. To do. You just go, got it. Yeah. You're done.
0: Yeah. It's tricky though, isn't it? Because I watched that episode where you were talking about it and your mindset is I want them to be set for life. Yeah. I want them to understand the working world and, and be out in that. But then, you, as you've said, you want them to have their own opinions and to make their own decisions. So, yeah, yeah you got to let
1: go. And let me tell you, that was like...
0: Oh, I bet that was so far. I was just like... Yeah.
1: And I mean, just everything. She was at the... Like, you know, she was at the... Her career was bursting mm. and she just stopped.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's so funny. We were on vacation and she she... She, We were sitting there and talking. She, she's actually out on tour now. We were talking about the show she's going to put together. And she pulled up with my hair. And then she pulled up 20th Century Girl. I'm getting teary thinking about it. And she was like, oh, my God, this video is so fantastic. She was like, Mom, all of this work is on par to my messaging today. And I mm. said, exactly. You're not doing anything different today. yeah. yeah than you were doing then Yes, it's the, the same thing mm. it was just more than what you thought it was yeah. you were just too young to understand and that I get but to be able to see her come to like a moment where she appreciated yes. you know for me as a parent I was just like oh thank god because yeah. she got to see that we weren't trying to make something that was untrue. Yeah, this, this, that's your brand.
0: Yeah. we were in brand. It was the essence of who she was. The essence, even, even, even then. then. And also, um, even if she had regret or or yeah. anything like that, we have to allow them to make mistakes. Yes, we have to allow. And that's what I find so difficult. Even with my eldest is six and a half, and when I can see that he's making a bizarre decision I'm biting my lip like just let him go and you know not have a bath and go to school with mud up his face or whatever it is that he wants to do that he's very emphatically definite on Versus me wanting everyone to see my kid looking a certain way and acting a certain way. That's right. It's hard even in those small moments. So, for it to be those big ones later yeah. in life, that's where you have to dig deep and. You gotta let that ego go. Let the ego
1: go. And I think she made the most brilliant choice. Yeah. She really did. Yeah. She made the most brilliant choice, letting it all go and rebuilding it Ooh. again. And, um, but as a parent, it, that was a real ego death, yeah. Of just like, oh my god, what is the record company gonna think? What's Jay Z yeah, yeah, gonna yeah, think? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah.
0: What's Jay Z gonna think? I am talking about the moms at school. What's Jay Z gonna think? Yeah,
1: because Jay hired, you of know, course. Jay signed her, and but you know, Jay has been and what a lovely um, partner he's been. He has yeah. been a superhero for her. He's just along the way has just loved everything she's done and has really given her the room and space to develop as an artist i could not be more grateful and more thankful for him legend yeah
0: jada uh, i'm really sad that our time has come to an end yeah. because so i could pick your brain all day long um please keep making this show because otherwise i'll have nothing to do <laughs> um and just enjoy the rest of your time in the uk thank you this was really lovely i hope we get to do this again me too yeah Lily. thank you Oh my God, thank you, Jada. What a phenomenal human being she is. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jada. And yes, I hope we get to do that again too. And thank you to all of the amazing people who have left us a review on the Apple podcast, including Livy Barnall, who says, Mondays aren't so bad because Happy Place is my weekly therapy. Love taking my dog for a walk and listening. Thank you, Livy. That is bloody lovely of you to find out who's on the show next week find us on instagram at happy place official thanks again to jada to the producers of this episode anushka tate and matt hill at rethink audio and to you lovely lot for listening we'll see you next week